Trailer Talk with Ryan. Howdy, campers, and welcome to another episode of Trailer Talk with Ryan. I'm Ryan, this is my trailer, and I'm talking. So I am super excited today, uh, not because of um, this episode, uh, but because I got my cowboy boots yesterday. So I've been new boot goofing all over the park uh, today, and I've, I love it. I am like in, uh, I don't know, just uh, uh, cowboy boot heaven. They are amazing. Uh, I did not get the cowboy hat to go along with it because I don't, I don't have a horse. Um, so I, I personally believe that if you are wearing a cowboy hat, you should be on top of a horse or recently dismounted from a horse or soon to be mounted on top of a horse. Uh, if you are, if I see you in Ingalls, and you are wearing a cowboy hat. I, I think. Pff, look at that guy wearing a cowboy hat. He's not even on a horse, and I know he didn't ride a horse here because there's not even a, a horse parking area. Silly. So that's why I didn't get a uh, uh, a cowboy hat. I mean, they look cool. I mean, don't get me wrong, but uh, there's a there's no horse in my life right now and my wife won't let me get a horse I mean let me rephrase that my wife would be upset with me if I bought a horse I could buy whatever I could do whatever I want to do <laughs> I could get a horse if I want a horse um, but I don't I don't want a horse um, I have a I have a dog and that's all I need Speaking of the dog, if you hear a squeaky noise throughout the show, uh, Falcor is uh, squeaking his uh, monkey toy. It's still got a couple of those little squeaky things in it, so I'll apologize ahead of time if you hear that noise. So today, I'm going to talk about Vogel State Park and give you some detailed information about the history of it, about the amenities in the campground, uh, and then some, you know, some some information that uh, I have gathered from being a campground host here, and uh, and we'll kind of, I, I think I got uh, maybe even a couple tips, maybe some tips and tricks for you possibly. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, so it's uh, located approximately 11 miles south of Blairsville, Georgia. Uh, the park is nestled in the Blue Mountain. Blue, excuse me. Mm. Uh, the park is located approximately 11 miles south of Blairsville, Georgia. And it is nestled in the Blue Ridge Mountains, deep in the Chattahoochee National Forest. At an ele uh, elevation of almost 2,500 feet, you can expect the temperatures to be cooler all year round. And I can definitely uh, vouch for that. I was here June and July, 
of this past year, and it was wonderful. It was it was great. The temperatures were definitely comfortable, and I was able to uh, work outside all the time and ride the bike and all that good stuff. And it was perfect temperature, so you can definitely come up here and and have a great time. Uh, while it, it is only two hundred thirty three acres or ninety four hectares. Um, so I have no idea what a hectare is, but I saw it on the Wikipedia page, and I was like, oh, I'm going to throw that in. Uh, it is busting with wildlife and is one of the richest botanical areas in Georgia. Uh, to give you a little bit of history, way back before you were knee-high to a grasshopper, this land was owned by the Vogel family. Let's see kind of where it got its name from. Uh, they would harvest bark from oak and hemlock trees located on thousands of acres that they owned all through North Georgia. Uh, the bark was shipped back to Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, you betcha. And they used it uh, to tan leather. Did you know that uh, back in the day they would uh, use bark to tan leather? I had no idea. That's crazy. You're learning the amount of knowledge that you are already learning is just mind-blowing. It really is. It's like school for adults. It's crazy. Um, during World War I, a synthetic method to tan leather was developed, so there was no further need for the North Georgia resources. The Vogels gave their land to Georgia to create the state park in 1927. Isn't that nice? They were like, hey, we, uh, we're making so much money that we don't need this land anymore. So here you go. Here's a, here's a couple hundred acres. Just make a state park out of it. That's so cool. Uh, then the Triple C, the um, Civ uh, Civilian Conservation Corps, built a dam across the Wolf Creek and created the Parks Lake, which is named after an Indian princess, Tralita. Now, I may be mispronouncing that, um, but I could not find anyone that could confirm the uh, proper pronunciation. So I'm just going to say it how it looks. And speaking of that lake, it's, it's, it's a small lake, but it's, uh, it's really beautiful, especially if there's a, a lake pavilion that's built out on it, and um, you got the backdrop of of all the trees and and blood and slaughter mountain in the back and the and the southern backdrop it's it's it really is just just a peaceful place uh, in the morning when i go and and pick up the uh, garbage from the garbage cans sometimes i'll just kind of stop and take a moment and uh it's just it really is it's just nice sometimes the the water is so still it just it looks like glass uh, other days there'll be um, like a like a fog over it. Just beautiful, just beautiful. Uh, this winter it's uh, it's it was frozen a little bit. That was pretty cool. A little bit of ice. Uh, just it's just nice. It, it really is. It's uh, I enjoy it. I just enjoy it so much. Um, it it's also a popular place for photographers to come. I uh, many times I would see. Photographers in the morning uh, 
from like the same uh, spot uh, taking pictures. They were taking pictures from the parking lot towards the dam. Maybe that's a uh, popular aspect or uh, is it aspect perspective? Whatever. One of those words. Uh, So there's that. Uh, Some of the on-site amenities include the beach, which is on the lake, uh, and it has a small swimming area. And they advise not to venture outside of the swimming area because of the very large and old snapping turtles. So apparently there's some turtles out there that can uh, remove fingers and toes quite easily. So they they advise staying in the swimming area. Um, There are boat rentals. They got the the paddle boats that you can do with your feet. Uh, They have kayaks, uh, canoes. Now, uh, some of these rental things and activities uh, have been restricted due to COVID. So make sure you call before you come if you have your heart set on one of these activities. Uh, Maybe you can bring your own uh, kayak or canoe or something like that. Uh, There's uh, putt-putt golf. There's actually two 18-hole courses. Uh, So there's plenty of uh, putt-putting around. There is an outdoor gym which is really cool. It's got like a elliptical machine. It's got all the little machines are like your body weight. That's pretty neat. There's a playground right next to that. There's actually a a permanent cornhole game thing there. Um, so if you enjoy, you know, throwing bags into other people's cornholes, then there's you can totally do that. Um, there's a baseball field uh, up the road towards the campground. Uh, there is a triple uh, C again. That's the civilian conservation Corps museum. And that's one of the things that has been closed due to COVID. Uh, unfortunately, uh, there are, let's see four. Well, there are three picnic shelters, and then they're what they call an amphitheater, which can also be called a, a picnic shelter as well. Um, and then there's the lake pavilion. So all those areas are free to use. You can just walk up and use them, or you can call ahead and reserve them if you have like a, a party coming up. And And they're all spread out through the park. So depending on... If you want to be a little isolated, there's some that are isolated. And if you want to be like down, right down on the lake, there are some that are like that. So lots of uh, choices for you there. Then the uh, there is a group shelter, which is a building. Uh, so it's like a large dining area and a kitchen, a big old kitchen. And then it has an attached uh, bathroom. It has an attached, screened in, like a giant, giant pit barbecue. So you can roast. You can put like two hogs in there if you wanted to to do that. Um, Possibly one half of a hippo. If you are, uh, if you got a hippo tag and you uh, 
want to roast one of those. And that is, that is right on the lake, so that's pretty cool. A lot of like family reunions or corporate retreats, they will rent those out. Uh, so a lot of lot of options there. Uh, then they have uh, cabins. So they have 34 cabins that you can rent, and they're all over the park. Some are down by the lake. Some are um, along the main road going through the park along the uh like the the big grassy fields some are along wolf creek right on the creek those are pretty cool they have uh the fire rings that are right on the creek so you can just at night have a fire and sit out there and enjoy the the fire and then the sound of the the creek going by there are also some up on the hill and some of those have really nice views of the park and the lake. And those were all recently renovated. So they are super crazy nice on the inside. Um, so definitely if you are wanting to do a cabin, that's a great option up here. Uh, a little a little trivia that I came up with. Uh, not like trivia, but like... A, like a little game you can play uh, that I created. No big deal. Uh, so there are 34 cabins, but the cabins are numbered up to 35. So there's a missing cabin. So if you want, you know, if you want something kind of fun to do, uh, go around and figure out what cabin number is missing. Uh, it was kind of cool. I mean, you know, it might not take you very long to figure out, but it's something to do. Uh, so if you want my personal, totally personal opinion on some of the cabins that I like, um, again, the ones that are on Wolf Creek, those are really cool because they're right there on the creek. And then cabin number 35 is a highly coveted cabin because it has its own fishing dock or deck. Um, it's right there on the lake. So it's, it's really cool. And it's at the end of the road. So it's, uh, pr fairly private. And then number 28 is up on the hill and it has probably the best view going over the park and the lake. So there's, there you go for that. Uh, so I mentioned that, uh, uh you know, there's a, you know, a whole bunch of, uh, wildlife up here um i i've never seen so many woodpeckers um there 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 are a couple of different varieties but there are these like giant ones uh, i believe they're called the pelleted woodpecker um black and white it's got like a little red top on his head uh it is so cool i was like you know like oh my god the thing's like giant uh and they're all over I think maybe now, as it's gotten colder, um, they've they've gone somewhere else. But um, it's really neat, and I, f I found like some of the holes that they were pecking into the bark, you know, to get the little bugs. And it's like a perfect, it's like a perfect little round hole. It's insane. It's you know, it's just straight up nature. It's crazy. And then, of course. No state park would be uh, 
would be complete without squirrels. There are squirrels everywhere. And they are, you know, it's wintertime, so they've been stocking up on food and whatnot. And, and they are fat right now. They are huge. I, uh, <laughs> I want to, like, catch some and make some squirrel stew because... I bet they, I mean, they look delicious. Oh my gosh. And I've, I, I've been feeding them peanuts. I got some peanuts in the shell and, uh, I actually got a couple of good pictures and even, uh, a great video of me feeding it. And I was holding the, uh, the, the peanut kind of tight and making him work for it. Pulling it out of my hand. It was great. Um, and then, you know, there's also, you know, like there's like a, a trillion little birds all over the place. There's, you know, birds of prey and all that good stuff. Um, there's black bear, there's, you know, deer, all that stuff. Um, there was the, you know, like the black bear are hibernating or sleeping or, you know, whatever there. So, so right now during the winter, you're not going to see very, you probably won't see one right now. Uh, but during the summer you'll see them. But, uh, there was like this, this family and they were asked, they were so concerned about the bear and, uh, they said, you know, well, are there, you know, are there bears up here? And I'm like, yeah, but you know, they're like black bear. So they're not, you know, you don't have to worry about them. And, <laughs> and they're like, Oh really? I was like, yeah, yeah. Black bear, are like big dogs. They just have uh, bigger teeth and bigger claws. And she's like, Oh, okay. Okay. And I realized that, she didn't really catch my sarcasm and she was like, Oh, okay. Black bear. Fine. And so I didn't want them to like, just kind of like, you know, like be overly confident and just go try to pet a black bear. So I had to like stop and be like, no, 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 it's no, it's, it's a bear. So please just, you know, don't, don't approach them. It's still a black bear, but they're not like super aggressive, but so. So, for those of you out there, it, a bear is a bear, but at the same time, black bear are uh, aren't too aren't too bad. It's not like a grizzly. It's grizzly. It's not going to like track you and then like eat you, right? I mean, black bear will they will rush you nine times out of ten, and will only commit to that rush one time out of ten. Where a grizzly, they will rush you one time out of 10, but they will commit to killing you every single time that they rush you. Does that make sense? Did I say that right? Whatever. It doesn't matter, but you get the idea. So, uh, so hiking trails, a uh, whole bunch of hiking trails all over the place. There's like 17 miles, just like right out of the park. There is a one mile trail that goes around the lake. Um, nice and easy. It's flat. Uh, it's wide. It goes down to the waterfall down by the dam. So it's, it's a great family trail with little guys or, or old great grandparents or grandparents, whatever. Great trail. Then you kind of move up to the moderate trail. Uh, it's like, um, goes up to the, to the overlook and it's about a four mile hike and depending on which way you go, I would advise going, let's see, counterclockwise because it's a more gradual climb going up. 
if you go clockwise, then you will have like really giant steps and rocks to climb up. But of course, if you go counterclockwise, then you'll have to come down them. <coughs> so it's up to you. But you go up to the you go up to the overlook and uh, get some some social media um, worthy pictures for sure, and uh, show everybody how awesome you are on this weekend. And then there is like the backcountry trail. I think it's like thirteen miles, and that one goes off the off the park property and actually touches the, uh, it joins the Appalachia trail and you can go up to blood mountain if you want to. And, and that's a definitely a strenuous hike. So, uh, be prepared for that one, but you get awesome views up there and, uh, it's pretty cool. And plus like you get to go, I mean, you know, blood mountain is pretty historic. Um, there's a, like the, there's an old legend that's back in, back in the long time ago days where the, I believe it was the Creek Indians and the Cherokee, they were, they were up there on blood and slaughter mountain and the battle was so fierce that the creeks at the bottom of the mountain ran red with blood. That's how much death was was happening up there. So, so there's that. Uh, and you know, if you want to venture out off the park and do some stuff around here, there is some other waterfalls. You can go up to Helton Creek Falls, which is just right up the road. That's uh. A nice, easy, accessible uh, waterfall. It's great. You drive right, like right to it, and then if you want to, you can walk like maybe a half mile, and you can be right underneath it. So there's that. Uh, there's Desoto Falls. I haven't been there yet, but I've heard good things. So there's another one. Um, there is Brasstown Bald, which is like the highest point in Georgia. So there's that, and I'm sure there's amazing views from there. Then there's the uh, Byron Herbert Reese Farm and Heritage Center. That's like right next to um, the park here. You can actually walk from the park down there. So, you know, don't drive, just walk, man. You're here. You're up in the mountains. Get some exercise. Um, and, you know, of course, there's like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of other stuff you can do, but you can figure that out. Just get on the Google Nader and search for more stuff. Uh, as far as uh, places to eat and uh, little shops and what have you, um, of course you have Blairsville. That's kind of like the local town. They have, you know, they have everything, like the Walmarts and the Waffle House, and ho- they even have a Home Depot. Um, so there's everything there, and they have some, they have some really good local uh, restaurants. So, don't eat at a chain restaurant. Well, you can eat at Waffle House because Waffle House is really good. But don't eat at chain restaurants, man. Go to like a local place. Check them out. Um, it's worth it. And then if you don't want to go all the way to Blairsville, you have Sunshine Grocery, which is, gosh, maybe two miles down the road. It's it's basically the first store that you come to. They have local produce and local handmade products. 
uh, right now they're um, currently out of the handmade soap because the lady who makes the handmade soap is is under the weather and unfortunately I believe she has to have surgery. So um, there's a little mountain gossip for you. Uh, but we are all uh, hoping that she's going to have a speedy recovery and uh, and get back to uh, making some soaps for everybody. So there's no handmade soap there, but there is plenty of pickled items and jellies and um, jerky and all that other stuff and souvenirs and whatnots. Uh, then you have, um, oh, what is it? Uh, oh, Owltown Market. It's a gas station. Um, they have amazing biscuits. So if you just want to run down there and grab a biscuit in the morning, definitely go there. It's amazing. The lady who makes the biscuits, and it's six days a week. Sunday, they go to church. The lady who makes the biscuits is actually uh, the mother of one of the ladies that works down here at the visitor center. So everybody uh, everybody knows everybody around here. It's kind of kind of wild. And trying to think, um, that kind of kind of takes care of all the all the little businesses around here. Yeah, yeah. So um, this summer, like I said, I worked June and July, and that was my first time here at the park. And I really wanted to find out what people. Uh, enjoyed about the park and why people came to this park because it was packed and it 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 was never not packed um, when people left Sunday which was a typical big turnover day people were arriving Sunday I mean maybe maybe at the latest people would would arrive Monday but I mean, it was it was wild. It was the craziest thing I ever saw. So there has to be like something special about this place. So I, I asked a whole bunch of people, and a lot of people have been coming here for for decades and and generations and and whatnot. Uh, so that that's a huge piece of it. Is it's it's just tradition. Like this is where our family comes, and and they come either for like a summer break or Thanksgiving or, you know, just, just pick a holiday and that's when they come or they come multiple times now that they, you know, maybe they're retired or something like that. And I was actually surprised how many stories were of people that used Vogel as a halfway point as they were traveling farther North or farther South, you know, whatever um, this was their like, oh, okay, we'll stop here, you know, sleep and then get up and keep continue going. And then after, after staying here, they, they decided to make this place their final destination. And, and then that just grew into the tradition of coming here. So that was, that was pretty cool. And it's, you know, the location of it, you know, it's only a couple hours away from, you know the the major metropolis of of Atlanta and all all, all of its uh, tentacle cities, uh, so it's it's easy to get to when you when you get here you are uh, you are isolated to the point to where you feel like you're just you're away from it all, and for most phone carriers you have either zero or very little 
coverage. So that kind of assists you in breaking away from from your life back in uh, back in the, the the hustle and the bustle. Uh, so that's nice. And then what I really like about it is how green it is and how it's just you know it's not pine trees it's hemlocks it's it's oak it's it's all these like just big old trees and there's moss everywhere and there are, there's water like everywhere there's creeks all over this place it's insane so it really reminds me of of being back in Oregon because it's just it's just so nice it's um Everybody, even even riding my bike out on the on the on the roads on the highways, people are nice. People, you know, they 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 will they drive slower and and they they will wait until it's actually safe to pass, and then they will safely pass, and then they will wave to you, and and it's just everybody's cool, man. It's just really really nice. It's just you know. Can't say enough nice things about it, and and you know everybody that works here is dedicated to being nice because they're from here and and they want to have a they want to have uh, that reputation of just a, a good place, and they've done it. I mean they've they've succeeded. This this park is a very small park in area. But the revenue it does is is uh, the same as much much larger parks. So they, you know, and that and that's a great way to measure their success. And then of course you, know, you just talk to campers, and all the campers are happy until they're until the water pipes freeze, and then they they get less happy. But most of them understand. But. So, so that's, you know, that's, 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 that's what I like about it. Um, so let's get to the meat of it because this is what a lot of people are wanting to know. The campground itself, uh, there are, uh, there's over a hundred RV and, uh, tent sites and, um, all the RV sites have electric and water. Uh, not all of them have 50 amp power. Uh, they all have 30 amp power and then some have, some have 50. So make sure you, if you need 50 amp, uh, just make sure you make sure you look at that. Um, there are walk-in sites. So if you want, you know, like, you know, you park the car there and you kind of walk in and do your tent thing. And then there's also primitive sites. So you can, uh, walk about it. It's about a third of a mile in to the woods, to the primitive area. And you have vault toilets, but it is actually nice because you have large pavilions, covered pavilions, and you have um, bare lockers. So if you um, have a bunch of food, you can put them in these bare lockers overnight, and they won't you won't uh, have the bears in your tent with you. So that's nice. And so if you're doing the uh, RV sites or the walk-in camping, tent camping, you are close to all the comfort stations that have, you know, you know, flush toilets and uh, showers 
and laundry facilities. They have um, all the laundry facilities are coin operated, so so bring quarters if you if you need to do that. Um, there is. I know there's at least one gray water dump. I think there's only one gray water dump in the park. And it's up near, it's up near site, um, it's up near site 49, somewhere up there. Or, wait, no. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's up there somewhere. Or maybe site 39. But anyways, it's, it's, you know, it's into the campground. And then as you're leaving the campground, we actually have two, uh, dump sites, uh, next to each other. So, you know, two vehicles can do it at the same time. Uh, the second one isn't marked very well. So a lot of times the line gets backed up on just that single one. So when I see that, I always come over and let people know, um, the some of the sites are unique in the fact that they are kind of like co-located. They they call them buddy sites. And when you look at the map, when you're going to like the reservation website, you will see them. They look like a V. And they're great for uh, like two families that are wanting to camp together. Uh, you'll be right there, like joined at the hip. Uh, and and a lot of times there will be campers who don't know each other, but because this park is so popular, people will take any site that they can get. And, you know, everybody's nice. So even though you're um, really close to each other, uh, people are considerate. And, um, and, you know, you meet a new friend, so you got that. Then you have uh, some, what I call them, cul-de-sac sites. We have uh, three of them. And they have four sites on them. It's pretty cool. Uh, so if you have like the, a, a big group and you have four families, you can all be in the same area. And you just be all right there. And you have like this little cul-de-sac. It's pretty, pretty neat. I like it a lot. It's really neat. Um, I I like it almost as much as I like watching uh, people back their trailers into the sites. That can be that can be so funny. So so here is a tip um, because I'll probably forget if I don't say it now. Um, practice practice backing up with your. Your significant other. Uh, come up with the process. Come up with um, hand signals that you both understand and you both will remember. And you know, ha- have your language uh, identified for for backing up. You know, if if she says left you know, what does that left mean? Or if she points to the left, what does that mean? And and you're like, well, that means to the left. Well, but does that mean to the trailer? Does the trailer go to the left? Does the truck go to the left? So, you know, so go to a parking lot, like a big parking lot and, and practice. There's, there's no shame in it. I mean, it, it's actually, you know, if, if, 
if I saw somebody practicing backing up their trailer, it'd be like, yeah, that's that's what you do. That's how you get uh, better at it. It's like going to a gun range and, and practicing uh, shooting your uh, gun. Uh, but for those of you that that won't that that don't do that and that um, that will struggle backing up, thank you because it is such a welcoming uh, comedy break because it is amazing. Oh, oh, bless their heart. It's 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 so. F- <laughs> It's so funny. Oh my god. Uh it's uh it's it's uh, if you guys can, you should just you should just go to a just go to a campground. Pay the like the five dollar parking fee to, to for like the day use and um go on a go on a uh, like a Saturday. That's when people usually arrive around lunch and uh just take a bag of popcorn or something and uh it's it's great oh man so many people yelling and my left or your left or st- stand where i can see oh it's so funny so funny so funny good stuff um <laughs> uh <laughs> It's it's funny. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, okay, so if you uh, if you are thinking about coming up here, uh, spring through fall, then there aren't any like seasonal uh, like hazards or anything that you need to worry about. Obviously, in the spring, it's going to be rainy. Obviously, in the summer, it's going to be warm. In the fall, it's going to be cooler and the leaves will change. Uh, in the winter, uh, it does have a true winter. And there will be snow and there will be ice. And water pipes will freeze. There will be uh, you know, ice on the ground. Uh, power outages will happen. So just be, be prepared. I actually did a, um, a winter camping episode. So I would highly advise uh listening to that and take heed on on all of that because up here you do get uh true four seasons and it's really nice it it is enjoyable so but you know you just you just have to think about that um definitely take that in and uh um you know just just be prepared let's talk about what campsites what campsites I like, and I'll just kind of also give you uh, a little more information about what what the campsites are are, um, are like in general. Because I know when you when you go online, a lot of times uh, when you go online to reserve sites, a, a lot of times there will be like identical pictures for a lot of these sites. And it's just a picture of just like the site itself and not like the surrounding areas. So I'll kind of give you a, um, a, a better visual description 
of of what the sites are. So we'll kind of start as you enter into the the campground. You have the lower numbered sites, like one through about one through tw- uh, one through fifteen, one through seventeen. Those are all fairly close to each other. They really are. Um, well, actually, you know, I would just go and say one through like 21, 22. They're, they're all in that V area. They're, they're all real close. Not a lot of privacy. But again, sometimes you just don't have a choice. This, this place gets packed. Um, so sometimes you just have to take what you can get. There are, there's a, a chute that goes, a, a road that goes up to the right, and that has sites uh, 23 through 31, and those are two sets of cul-de-sac sites, and, and those are fine. Like I said, you know, they have four sites on each little turnout, so you can either have like a big group or, uh, you know, four individual families can be on there, and you still have a decent amount of privacy. Then you jump over, you cross over Wolf Creek and you get onto sites that are uh, uh, 32 and higher, right? And uh, that's when you really kind of get into more secluded sites. You have the Red Loop. The Red Loop is for shorter trailers. I believe it's like 25 feet and shorter or something along those lines. So make sure that you look at the restrictions of those. And that's those are sites 62 through 85. And that's a really that's a really nice loop. Um, you have a fair amount of privacy and a whole bunch of trees. There's no creeks up there though. So just understand that. There's no there's no water up there. And then you have like the the main road that goes up to the turnaround. And those are like sites um, uh, 38 through uh, 61. And again, uh, a fair amount of privacy. And all of the sites that are on the Wolf Creek side, they are really close to the, to the creek. So you'll have really nice access to the creek there. Now, some of the sites that are up there are really, really cool. And a couple of my favorite ones are uh, 55 and 59. They are pull-through sites, and they have like their own private balconies right there uh, by the creek. So you have your picnic table and your fire ring right there over the creek. It's really, really, it's just, you know, it's just magical. It really is. Um, but no, seriously, it, it's really nice. And, and, and because of how you park your trailer or RV, whatever, it creates like this wall. And so you have all this privacy from everybody else. And then all you see is the creek and then trees. So that's pretty cool. And then plus, you know, you're up there by the pioneer sites and that's, uh, you're close to some hiking trails up there too. So that's, that's really cool. Um, so, I mean, that's basically it. You know, I, you know, a person could go through and, 
you know, give you descriptions of like every single site, but that's, that'd be kind of ridiculous. But, um, so some of the tips that I thought of that, that might help folks are, um, uh, bring, bring bicycles to ride around the park because, you know, the park's small, but it's, uh, from the campground to the lake, it's just like a straight shot. And, uh, especially during peak seasons, that parking lot, all those parking spots down there by the lake will be full. So if you are thinking about driving from the campground down there, which it's like, I mean, we're talking like a half a mile people. So, um, you could just walk, but, uh, uh, just, you know, just hop on a bike and pedal on down. And that way you don't have to worry about finding a parking spot because you'll probably have like a big full-size truck. So that's going to be hard to park, um, in those small spots. And it'll be hard to find like a empty spot. Usually, you know, you, you won't be able to like squeeze in. Right. So, so that's a, definitely a tip get a get a bike and plus you know that gets you out it gets you outside fresh air and all that good stuff uh there's also uh folks that bring these uh uh gray water trolleys and and i call it a trolley it's like a wagon whatever it's it's a it's a gray water tank with wheels and technically you can put your black water in it as well um so that if if your RV travel tra- trailer whatever, if the tank capacities aren't very big, and if you're going to be here for a while, instead of pulling your trailer down to the dump and then back to the site, you can. It is an option to get one of these little trolley things, empty your tank into that, and then pull it down to uh, either the gray water dump or down to the black water. Um, you know, the standard uh, uh, RV dump place. So I, I see those, like especially the summer, the, because people were staying here um, longer uh, longer durations. Uh, those things were going by daily. And you'd hear it because it was like plastic wheels. So it was like... It's crazy, crazy. Uh, and then uh, firewood. So we sell firewood. And it is kiln dry dried firewood, but here's the thing: um, it you know it's a little it's a little hard to get uh, get going. So if you have really nice firewood, I would bring that, um, or bring some some good fire starter, like uh, maybe it's like those what are they called like press the logs or something like that. I don't know what they're called, like Duraflame or whatever, whatever they're called, bring, bring some of those. And that way, uh, it will assist with getting that wood started. Um, that, that, that will help. It's not that the fire or it's not that the wood doesn't burn. It's, it's just need It it just needs a little, a little help. So, so definitely, definitely bring that. Um, so that's, that's, you know, that's like all the tips, you know, there's, I mean, you know, in all honesty, like you can sit here and just like ramble on, but um, I wanted, I wanted specific stuff for here. Um, so the 
the best way to to make a reservation for the park is just to go online. Use their their website on the World Wide Web. Uh, if that thing is still going, and uh, that that's going to be your quickest and easiest way. And that website is gastateparks.org. And you may have already uh, figured it out, but that website I just gave you will work for all the state parks in Georgia. Little, that's another little, that's a free tip right there. Um, and then you just find the, uh, the reservation button or tab or link, whatever, and follow that. I'm not going to give it all to you. I mean, you got to like work a little bit. And and if you want to call and check on the current COVID crisis status, whatever, uh, the telephone number here to the park is 706-745-2628. And uh, they'll be able to tell you what things are, are open and, if you need to bring your own kayak or your own putt putt putters, whatevs, whatevs, whatever you need. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening, guys and gals. I hope it was informative. I hope, uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, if you guys, if you guys want me to talk about other things, uh, you can let me know. And if you guys, um, if you guys want me to stop talking, you can you can also shoot me an email saying that too. I'm not going to stop though. <laughs> Just going to keep on talking. Uh, but you can shoot me an email at trailertalkwithryan at gmail.com. And uh, I will, you know, look at different topics or, you know, if you guys have specific questions. I know some of you guys are uh, like new to RVing, so you may have... Uh, specific questions and that'd be kind of fun that'd be uh that'd be pretty cool so all right well i am uh, i'm gonna go and uh eat some food big surprise there uh but until next time keep on camping campers <laughs>